Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday and Isaac. What's up, man? We happy today, right? We happy. Oh, happy, man, bro. I stay up. I stay happy, Doc. What's up with you, man? Hey, you know what? First, I want to start this show off uh, by saying, you know, down with the Tennessee Volunteers for not offering us and uh, the Florida Gators as well for not offering us scholarships. Back <laughs> hey, look, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, y'all, before we get started, this dude hates so much on me because I told him the Tennessee Vols offered me late before I chose to go to the University of Memphis over, you know, Ole Miss and Arkansas and Arkansas State. So he hates on me because I told him that Tennessee did offer me. He's mad because the Florida Gators, nor Florida State, nor Miami offered him coming out of college. So he wants to hate on me because of my home state university. University did offer me, offered late, because he, he, I don't know if he just think, you know, I, I don't know what's wrong with him, so don't don't worry about what Isaac talking about. He's just a <laughs> hater right now, y'all. Anyway, you know what? Our Rams are haters, too, when it comes to those Arizona Cardinals. Isaac, our Rams, man, absolutely played some ball on Sunday, man. Finally played like the Rams we know they can play like, and that's what, you know, confuses me too, too, so much, because one week we do something, the next week we do the great things, and we did some great things this Sunday. We knock off the Cardinals for the seventh straight time. Sean McVay just has that number, bro. We get a huge NFC West division win, 38-28. to 28. Salute to the Rams, man. And you know what, Doc, just a lot of great football this weekend, man, and uh, you know, before I start in, man, I- I'm going to recognize a couple people just around the league itself, man. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's been oh, yeah. getting a lot of uh, uh, not good press, but this weekend, man, I think it was a breakout season for him, uh, a breakout game for him just yesterday. The New York football giants, man, big ups to them. Always a big ups to our, our Los Angeles Rams defense who showed up again. Mr. Travis Kelsey, man, five consecutive 1,000-yard receiving years. Henry Ruggs shut down the game, the game winner at the end of the game. And Jalen Hurts, man, there was an appearance by Jalen Hurts. I was waiting on that, waiting on for him to get his shot. Thumbs down to the NFL versus, you know, the uh, for the Miami and uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. You can ask me why later, and I'll give you my thoughts on that. But just a dominating performance by this Rams defense once again, man. And, you know, when we get played like we got from our quarterback uh, yesterday, man, um, we're going to win some games. We're going to be very, very relevant and have a big saying in what happens in this playoffs as we start to wind down this season. So just a, just a magnificent uh, performance by the, the group as a whole, and even Coach Sean McVay, man, just playing to the strengths of our quarterback, man, putting him in a position to make his plays and the plays that he likes, uh, moving the pocket around, uh, letting him get the ball down the field, uh, uh, just sprinkling in that running game like, we, like we've known to do. And, man, it's, 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 it's interesting, Doc. You talked about that running game last week, man. It seems like both uh, Henderson and Cam Akers wants to be the guy, man. So it's, it's going to be hard to really, you know, separate the two and, and, and just really say who's going to be that starter, who's going to get those 20 carries that we talked about last week, man. 
just a great performance on the road in the NFC West again. And once again, you know, shout out to the New York Giants. They, they propelled us right back in the first place in the NFC West. Yeah, the Giants did us a huge favor by knocking off the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Isaac, you talked about the running game real quick. Hey, I told you, man, it was a three-headed monster, pretty much a two-headed monster on Sunday. You know, Cam Makers got 21 carries, uh, 22 carries, I think. Uh, man, Darren Henderson got a couple of carries, and Malcolm Brown got a couple of carries. But pretty much it should be the Cam Makers and the Darren Henderson show, or the Darren Henderson and the Cam Akers show. But talking about Jared Goff, you're right. Jared played outstanding on Sunday. He went to work. He showed why you called him and why we called him a potential NFL MVP candidate earlier this season because he played some ball, man. 37 to 47, 351 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. That's the huge thing that he didn't give the ball away. I mean, Jared came out in the first half, played extremely well for the game, played extremely well. And his first half stats were uh, impressive as – it's heck, 21 to 27, 180 yards, and that, that touchdown coming in the first half, he knocked, he, uh, threw one to Tyler Higby. But this is what we're talking about. I think this is what makes, you know, a lot of Rams fans upset. And it make me upset as well because I like to see him play like this, Super Bowl-like contending type quarterback, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. This is what makes me upset because we know he can do this. We know he can play this well even though he didn't have a lot of touchdown passes, but he got the W and he led us to a W. And he plays like this, then we see him play the other way, like he played last week. And I think that's what makes a lot of Rams fans upset because we see how well he can play. And on Sunday, he played extremely well. We just need that consistency, Isaac. Well, well, Doc, I think it's more puzzling uh, to to people outside of the locker room or guys who are not who haven't played in the league. Um, you know, when you look at his performance yesterday, you, you know, you just got to constantly remind not only Jared Goff but every you know every player that with greatness there's also consistency. So that those two are connected at the hip. So you don't want to be the person that's all that's up one week, down the next week. You're, you're, you know, you're you're not a morning person. But when in the afternoon, your whole attitude changes. But you want to have that consistent attitude, that co- consistent approach of being one of the greats. And I think, you know, yesterday, Coach McVay called the plays that are, that are you know, advantageous towards his skill set and what he likes to do, like moving that pocket, uh, getting him out of the way, and uh, getting the ball out of his hands fast enough and just keeping the offense moving. Just being 9 of, nine of 15 on third down, man. You, those are the stats that you can look at and see how a team played along with uh, the turnover ratio and just see and tell how this game uh, ended without even watching the score. So just a great effort by our offense as a whole, starting with Coach McVay and that defense once again, Doc. We, did, we didn't give up much, man. Uh, you know, once we, we, you know, we turned the ball over on the, on the punt, punt return, uh, that said I put our defense in a bad spot. We were really corralling Kyler Murray and that running game we made, pretty much made that offense for the Cardinals, uh, you know, uh, one-dimensional is what, what we like to do. So um, just a great effort, great team effort, great win, victory Monday. And I just love the way our offense, not only our offense, but our defense as well, specifically talking about the offense right now, the way we absolutely dominate the Arizona Cardinals, man. We had the ball, and we were just moving. We had, you know, we ended up with 79 plays, so just that's 62 plays. We ended up with 463 total yards, to their 232 total yards. So we just absolutely dominated them in every facet of the ball game. And as you said, we did make a concerted effort to run the rock. 
which I say is still key because as we know and as you see, Jerry Goff needs that running game, whether it's just too effective or not. But we did run the ball 31 times on Sunday, got 119 yards. We fed Cam Akers. He was the man. 21 carries, 72 yards. He got a touchdown. We're going to talk about that nine-yard touchdown run uh, later too, man, because I was just so impressed with that nine-yard touchdown run. Not only that touchdown run, uh, but just the blocking that, that that took place during that run. But just see Cam Akers get the ball 21 times. I was, you know, I was flipping it. I was saying Darren Henderson needs to get the ball 20 or more times. But Sean McVay may have been listening and said, just because Doc said it, I'm going to give it to Cam 21 times, and we're going to give it to Daryl just a couple of times. But anyway, Cam, 21 carries, 72 yards, 72 tough yards. Now, we can look at the yards per carry average and be like, man, you know what, that's not very good. But no, to have that rookie hit it in there like that and to get those tough yards like he got and then Darrell with the three carries for the 49 yards and the 38-yard beautiful cutback uh, 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 touchdown he got when we really needed it, man. I'm just in real impressed with those two young roles and what Sean McVay do- did running the rock because he knew we needed to run the rock. And as you said, that's always advantageous to Jerry Goff and just Jerry just did a good job of winning the game for us and not losing the game for us. Great, great effort by that offensive line and Cam Akers running behind that offensive line. He was running the football hard. Daryl Henderson, when he got his opportunities, he was running it hard, finishing runs, which is what I like to see. Uh, if I could if I could give any advice to Cam Akers in space, when you, when you have opportunities in space, you catch a screen and you have a blocker in front of you, man. Learn to use that blocker, man. So play at two speeds, you know, kind of like Todd Gurley used to do. He'll set up his blocks and then finish the runoff. But Uh, Other than that, Doc, it was just a superb effort by the offensive line. We were playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Guys were finishing blocks. uh, Our running backs were finishing runs. And all of that's helpful to us, man. That's helpful to a defense to get rest. You can rest your defense. You can play field position, which is what we played. Uh, I don't know if I seen Johnny Hecker yesterday at all, you know, putting the football. So just just a great effort by the entire team, man. And when that offense is flowing and has a has a, a, a run-first mentality, it's helping everybody. It's helping everything on the team from Jared Goff to uh, the offensive linemen who love running the football and those running backs who, who get their opportunities. So um, great effort. Um, love to see uh, 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 this carryover to the next week. And uh, we got to get back in the lab and get prepared to play this next game. And Isaac, I want to talk about, and you're right, we got to get ready because it's a short week, man. We take on the Patriots on Thursday night football. But I want to talk about that Cam Akers nine-yard touchdown run because this is this what impressed me so much. It was second quarter. We get the ball, man. We got the ball down there on the nine-yard line. This is, this is what I love to see. Sean McVay calls the play. We get Robert Woods to motion across the offense, man, with like a little rocket motion, single back. Cam takes it off tackle the left side. What impressed me the most is when I watched center Austin Corbett, he got to the second level to the linebacker so fast, he absolutely destroyed the linebacker. Offensive line, every offensive lineman won their battle. They beat their – they won their block. So that means they beat their defensive lineman. And Tyler Higby trying to block with just one arm, man, he did a good job. Cooper Cup came down, kind of – got in front of uh, his cornerback and shielded him. And I love the way Cam, the strength and the power he ran with. He was hit at the eight-yard line, bro. And he drug Hassan Reddick all the way to the end zone. So he drug him eight yards for the touchdown. So to see him run tough like that, to being the size that he has, you kind of expect Malcolm and 
uh, Daryl to do that, but he showed a lot of growth and a lot of physicality, and that's, that should carry us all, and that should give him a lot more confidence, and that should carry us on for the rest of the season. Just that one play, man. All offensive – Isaac, to have every offensive lineman win their, win their battle – and the tight end, Tyler Higby, doing what he could with that one arm, man, and, and the receivers blocking as well. Not Robert Woods because he was motioning. No one was out there with him. But that's, that's the sign of a great team and a great offense when receivers block. And that's exactly what they do for this running this uh, Los Angeles Rams offense, bro. Well, it's confidence building. I mean, not only for the offensive line, but for Cam Akers. And, and you got to remember, he's still a rookie. And uh, any any opportunity and, and uh, chance that he gets, this is a new experience for him. So you know, you know, we call this a game of inches. It's also a game of winning your one-on-one battles. And when you can win your one-on-one battles consistently, you get plays like that. So that's just finishing off a drive when you start wherever you start from on the field and be able to push it and get into the red zone and score touchdowns. Man, it's very very important that we do that. So. It's a confidence-building play, and when we want to play big-boy football, we want to go uh, 13 personnel with three tight ends, one running back, we can show that we can do that. If we go do person, personnel, 12 personnel, two wide receivers, two tight ends, and one running back, man, we just that's what we do. So being able to have that facet of the game with that personnel and to finish it off with points, man, is very important for us. And not only t- – and, and still sticking with that running, running attack and that running game uh, – the touchdown that Darren Henderson scored. We were up 24 to 21. So this touchdown came in the fourth quarter at a key, key time, man, because we needed this. We needed some points to kind of put some distance between us. But it was basically the same play they ran with Cam Maker scored on a nine yard touchdown. But just looking at it, he did the exact same thing. They sent, they had the single back. They sent Robert Woods in motion in the rocket motion. And Henderson, he goes off left tackle, but when he went off left tackle, to have the vision and the cutback that he made, it was just so beautiful. And the Cardinals had basically nine defenders within within three to four yards of the line of scrimmage. So it's kind of tough like that because, you know, the Rams were kind of like in a tight formation. So all the Cardinals were pretty much near the line of scrimmage, but we still ran the ball and we ran the ball effectively. And what happens with that is when everybody wins their block, that means once Daryl got past the first and second, really once he got past the first first uh, uh, line of defense, which was that defense, that was nobody left. But for him to make a, such a great cutback and for those offensive linemen to, to move the defensive line again and for those receivers to block the way they did and for Daryl to take off on their 38-yard touchdown, he has the speed. Ain't no catching him. But by the time he broke into the free, man, it, it was, you know, the closest defender was like five or six yards behind him. So they weren't going to catch him. But that was just extremely impressive. And just to see that cutback, and we saw some of that speed and some of that explosiveness that he showed when he was playing for our Memphis Tigers. So that was good to see that because he had, I think he had kind of hurt his knee early in the game and it was kind of questionable whether he came back and he came back and exploded. So Daryl and Cam and that offensive line and that offense helping Jerry Goff do what they do. Now we eight and four. We do need to continue to play with this physicality because we know we can do this each and every week. Hey, uh, just, just awesome by the offense, man. We, you know, we're spending a lot of time talking about this offense, the way they play, where they performed yesterday, man, as a unit. Uh, very good, man. Uh, consistency is always the key. And I'm sure that's what Coach McVay is preaching uh, this week as we go over this game film and uh, get prepared for this this this, be- this this Thursday, man. It's a short week for us, and got to got to tighten up some stuff. But uh, Doc, I'm gonna let you lead into it, man. And I, I always like spending time and talking about the defense and their performance, man. But 
uh, just another great performance by our defense. You're exactly right, brother. And you, hey, that uh, of course we got to shout out that defense because they absolutely dominated Arizona. They dominated Kyler Murray. It's the reason why we've beaten them seven straight times now. But just to go in, to play the way we played. Now, Aaron Donald gave us another sack. He's not tied for the lead again with 11 sacks on the season, which is still, man, this dude gets doubled and triple team more than anybody in the NFL, and he still has 11 sacks. But yet they still don't talk to him, talk about him as a legitimate NFL uh, uh, candidate, which I think is absolutely disrespectful. But our defense held them to 232 total yards, man. And you look at what DeAndre Hopkins did, eight catches, 52 yards. Jalen Ramsey was, was, was on him. Now, he did score a touchdown, but when he scored that touchdown – Jalen was kind of shielded. He was kind of picked by the inside receiver, and he fell up off okay. of the goalie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm watching, brother. Opening your eyes. Yeah, I'm, your hey, eyes I'm watching the receivers now. a little bit more, man. Thanks to you, but okay. yeah, man, I saw that. So it, it, you know, Jalen kind of like looked like ain't nothing I can do about that, man. I got you on lockdown. But this defense, bro, number two in the NFL right now in total yards. Hey. They are legit. I mean, they are legit. And, and as much as we have been shouting out the offense, yeah, Isaac, we got to shout out this defense, man, because uh, they top-notch. Hey, you know, I'll start off with Aaron Donald, man, just leading this unit, man. And and you know what? He got that soft, He got that, that one sack that he had this game versus one-on-one, man. And I don't think you ever – and it was an offensive tackle, the left tackle. So he went one-on-one versus the – the, the left tackle and just dominated this guy and got the sack. But, uh, you know, you rarely see that happen with Aaron Donald where he's not uh, being double teamed. So um, he's, he's leading the push. Uh, he's played and started every game for us this year. Uh, he's leading a defense that's ranked number two in all of the NFL. So he's a true NFL MVP candidate in my eyes. And, and on top of that, just the play. Listen, the play of Jalen Rose, man. I, I, Jalen Ramsey. I just can't say enough about it. I mean, he was named after Jalen Rose. But Jalen Ramsey, man, once again, being that shutdown guy. We've seen him do this two times already this year. Just shut down a dominant wide receiver in the league. So he's playing at an all-pro level, Doc. And, uh, you know, uh, this, this is one of the matchups that we were looking at. Listen, I'm biased when it comes to wide receiver versus defensive back, but as, but when he's a Ram, I'm all Ram all the time. And 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 for me, I think DeAndre got a lot of those catches uh, when 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 uh, the Cardinals was way behind and they had to go in their two minute style offense and he started picking up little you know hitches and slants and that type of stuff. I take nothing away from DeAndre. Uh, I'm sure if we play him again, it'll probably be different. But Jalen Ramsey, that guy. I mean, the, the, you know, with the with the touchdown that. Uh, DeAndre scored. It was a three-on-three look. The Rams playing zone in the back, and they just passed it off. And great throw, great catch. They're on scholarship as well. But just an outstanding performance by Jalen Ramsey. And he doesn't get thrown at that much. So that makes it – you get other opportunities for guys like Hill and guys on the other side, Fuller. These guys get opportunities because the balls are coming to their side of the field when they're not coming to Jalen Ramsey's side of the field. And that's what happened. You have to be ready. Catch your money, take your money to the house, and say thank you, Jalen, and all praises to the most high. Praise the Lord. No doubt. All praises to the most high. Jalen is, I mean, just the way he did it. DeAndre Hopkins is arguably the best receiver in the NFL. So just for him to finish with eight catches for 52 yards and his longest catch was 10 yards, because he's a big play guy. And he got he got targeted 13 times. So Jalen really took him out the game. He absolutely shut him up. You didn't really hear too much from him. Which is good, and but that's what Jalen gets paid for. That's what he is. That's why you know he's an All Pro, and he's an All Pro 
the way he should be an all-pro. He's considered an all-pro. And him making plays like that, just it does everything else, not only for the defense, for the defensive backfield, because, you know, we got us to pick six. And a lot of reasons is because, you know, you got Jalen on one side doing this thing, so you want to stay away from him. But this pick six comes up at such a crucial time. We up 31 to 21. And it absolutely – we absolutely – we closed the door on it. Kyler Murray back there in the shotgun, man, we blitzed. He locked in on the receiver, man, Andy Isabella. Troy Hill just read him. He, he read him like a Dr. Seuss book, bro. He broke on the ball and read it so easily, man. It was just such an easy pick six, but it was an easy pick six for Troy Hill because how well he played that play and how well he played that position. So to see that, I was happy for Troy Hill, and I was happy for this defense to end the game pretty much like this because that's what you call putting an exclamation point on. Well, Doc, I, I tell you what, as you know, and as all of our listeners know, that I'm big-time biased Ram fan. Uh, but to be honest, I don't think I've seen a defensive backfield uh, uh, as good as what we have in Los Angeles right now. I mean, when, when we go man-to-man, man-for-man, I think we are the standard right now in the NFL. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh may come close, but as far as being able to shut down a passing offense or a passing uh, style offense. I think, you know, we're, we're at the top of it right now because we can cover guys man to man. We have the, uh, we have, we have the uh, uh, special uh, talent of being able to uh, pressure a quarterback with only four guys up front. We have that ability to do that. And then we can take away one side of the field with Jalen Ramsey being, being out there and it forces other guys, you know, can play some zone and just, you know, wait for those balls to come to them. So, but, as a unit, that, that defensive backfield unit that we have right now, man, there's a lot of confidence flowing with these guys. And I, th- I think it starts with Jalen Ramsey and it's going through that room. So uh, it bodes well for us. I mean, other teams that come in to play us, they really got to be prepared uh, to, to, to do something a little different than what they're used to doing when going up against this unit. And Isaac, I'm glad you said that, man, because how Jalen Ramsey acts and how he plays, it is contagious because as we know, those defensive backs, good. Playing with Jalen Ramsey makes them very good because I think what happens is that Jalen, when he plays with the swagger and the confidence that he plays with, those guys see that. So he'll let them, you know, he'll let them know, look, man, hey, I get caught on too, but I ain't sweating it, bro. I keep balling. And they keep balling. And the confidence and the swagger that he plays with, that he brings to, the, to that room and to the field, it has rubbed off on the rest of those DBs like Darius Williams and Jordan Fuller, man, and Troy Hill. Because it almost reminds me of when Dion went to the 49ers in the mid-90s. You know, Dion was swagger. You know, he played with loose. He played, you know, he, he just played like he was a rock star out there. And that kind of, you know, 49ers were already good, but that kind of rubbed off on Merton Hanks because you now you're seeing them yelling and doing kind of thing. That, 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 that's the kind of effect emotionally I think Jalen Ramsey has had on this defensive backfield, and it's it's proved wonders for us, and it's going to continue to prove wonders for us. And Jalen Ramsey is paying off for us not only on the field, but all, all kinds of ways, man. Great analogy, man. I mean, you talk about two Florida State Seminoles, guys who played in that same – uh, scheme up in Tallahassee and uh, bringing it to uh, the, the the pro level. So confidence, confidence breeds confidence, man. Iron sharpens iron, and that's 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 definitely what's happening uh, on this football team, man. So um, you know, it's about consistency, Doc. We we uh, believe that we not only can be a great team, but are a great team. 
with that greatness comes consistency. So it's about one snap and clear, being able to clear that, that last play, being able to clear that last game, win or lose, move over to the next game, get prepared to play Rams winning football, man. That's what we're preparing to play. And I want to t- touch on as well, man, how, how, how thoroughly we dominated Kyler Murray. He finished 21 to 39. 173 yards. We picked him off. He fumbled. We sacked him twice. As we say, AD had one. Justin Hollins had one. He threw three touchdowns. But when you look at that, that's extremely misleading. Now, those, you know, that was some trash touchdowns. The touchdown he threw in the first quarter when he got uh, uh, when he threw to the big tight end, and he, he got that because shoot, what's my name, Dan Arnold. He got that 59-yarder because, you know, at the time, everybody had, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins triple team. But just that that 59-yard touchdown he threw in the first quarter, man. Dude ended up in the first half, I think, passing. Let me see. 73 yards with 59 yards coming on one play. But the way we just thoroughly confused and dominated Kyler Murray and made sure he didn't scramble and get loose and get comfortable in the pocket, AD doing his thing, but him also – He's rubbed off on, you know, the other defensive linemen and the linebackers to, to, you know, to play great. Even though you're not great, play like you're great. And he has a lot to do with why this team uh, and this defense is playing the way they're playing. And I'm still saying the same thing, guys. He should be, he should be in the, he should be in the NFL MVP conversation, man, because we're eight and four. He's the top defender in the league, but they're not talking about him like that. Well, we're going to continue to talk about him, but I tell you what, man, just when you when you play against quarterbacks with the skill set of Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, you know, it's it's a scheme that you have to be committed to. And sometimes you just can't rush past these guys and give them a pocket. You have to get pressure up the middle to kind of make these guys do what they don't want to do. And, you know, sometimes you have to have a spy out there and force these guys into doing what they're not comfortable doing on a week-to-week basis. And, and once again, the Rams prove again that, you know, we can play and have some success versus quarterbacks like uh, Kyler Murray, versus quarterbacks like Russell Wilson. So um, the, those, those are two guys in our division. I think we have a blueprint uh, within our division on how we handle guys like this. Hey, they'll take nothing away from their great players. Uh, Russell Wilson could be an MVP uh, sometime soon. And, uh, you know, who knows what, what Kyler Murray will develop into. But as of right now, we have that blueprint on how to, uh, you know, circle these guys, corral these guys, and not just let them be free on the football field. And I, I think the perfect blueprint as well offensively, and you're right, yeah, I totally agree with you. The perfect blueprint offensively is what we did on Sunday, and that's what we need to do. Because when you look at Jerry Goff, he completed 37 balls, 351 yards. That's less than 10 yards of completion. What? That shows me is that we're doing the play action. We're doing the bootleg. We're not taking too many chances down the field. We pretty much dinking and dunking you. But we can't hit you. We can't strike you. But he was dinking and dunking you and still utilizing the running game. That's the blueprint, bro. That's the blueprint, Ice. It, it's a, it is a blueprint, Doc. I mean, you know, but we're all looking for growth. We're, we're all looking for the evolution of offenses yeah. because – you know, I was just watching, sitting back watching this game, and I'm thinking, man, you can see the safeties in the screen. The safeties are actually in the box. Yes, in the box. Because they know we throw, we're dinking and dunking. We're pretty much the check down kings right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that has to evolve. I mean, my, the, the, the evolution of the offense and the evolution of uh, Jared Goff, it has to be uh, being able to stand in the pocket and deliver balls outside of the hash marks from just from just the pocket. It has to be uh, something over the top, man. And, and uh, you know, I was going to kind of end with this, but 
you know, where do we go from here? Because when you do a self-evaluation, you have to see how, how close these safeties are coming down to the line of scrimmage versus your offense, man. And we got to start taking those shots. We have to uh, develop somebody to be that guy on the perimeter that can take the top off the defense. And when that happens, I believe he's in the locker room. When that happens, Doc, I mean, it, it just opens up a whole new, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say, reven, revenue stream for what our offense can do, man. And that's a great observation for you because I noticed that as well. I was like, man, we come out and line up. It's literally – now, people, when we say seven players in the box, that means in the tackle box. You got the offensive tackle and you have seven players in that little box right there. And normally if it's seven players, seven or eight players in the box, you don't want to run the ball. But we do it anyway. But looking at them, he Isaac is right. You got nine, 10, 11. You got nine dudes really on the line of scrimmage. So it would be nice for us to take a shot. But my whole thing is this. We, we know we have a quarterback who has a tendency to turn the ball over if he, if he hits a funk. And he just coming off where he turned the ball over 10 times in four games. So we had zero turnovers from him this past game. Thank you. You know, we dinked and dunked. And I, I, I'm one of those, as far as this season, we have a defense we know can win us a Super Bowl. So we just don't want to lose the game, man, because the defense is playing so great. And it kind of reminds me of when you all played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that NFC Championship game. You all didn't score a lot of points. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, you you won't have to grind it out. So I think if, if we could just grind it out, and I w- I'm with you, I would love to see us evolve and just start throwing that thing because the opportunities are there. But I think Sean McVay kind of knows, man, if, if if I give Jerry too many, you know, too many options or too many opportunities throwing the ball, you know, he might get picked off, man. I mean, that's just me saying, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just, I think we got a defense that can take us all the way there. I just don't want us to lose the game. Well, I think Coach McVay is smart enough uh, at the same time to come up with some plays, some schemes, uh, you know, even move in the pocket where we can take our shots down the field. Uh, you know, we can we can change up the personnel. We talked about uh, having three tight ends with one wide receiver. Uh, we can still move the pocket with that formation and, and take our shots down the field. But at the same time, you know, for me, it's 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 about it's it's not about the 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 interceptions. It's more about protecting the football and not fumbling the ball when you get tackled or sacked because a a, a strip sack or just a fumble uh, around the line of scrimmage. You know, it, it's not a Tony Scarpino. It's, it's not like a punt versus like when you're throwing the ball down the field. When you're getting tackled in the pocket or outside the pocket, you have to protect this football, man, because that has the opportunity to put our defense in a bad space. If you're throwing the ball down the field, taking your shot, and it gets intercepted, Doc, it's, it's probably going to be, you know, close to 40 yards down the field or 50 yards down the field, Right. And, and, and therefore, you know, you give our defense an opportunity to come out and say, all right, well, you know, we're not giving up a touchdown. We may give up three points or we may get this ball back. But that offense has to go the long haul versus this number two defense. So um, it, it's about protecting that football from a standpoint of when you get tackled in the pocket, not to not to give it up, not to fumble it. I can do an interception every now and then. But those strip sacks, they're not your friend. I wholeheartedly agree, man. I mean, I, 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 that, that that's great. That's a great, that's a great observation, man. I mean, that was a great breakdown, bro. That's all of them. I, I could add something, but I ain't gonna add anything. I, add, you know, hey, you're right. I mean, I totally agree, man. But hey, good win. We're back on top of the NFC West now, thanks to the Giants beating the Seattle Seahawks. We appreciate that. Uh, but now, you know, 
Thursday, real short week, man. You got the Patriots. Yeah. They just they just destroyed the Los Angeles Chargers, man. Forty five yeah. to nothing. So we can't ha- we can't have them beating two LA teams in one week and definitely not beating. I, I feel like we already played the Patriots this season, man, because we you know we played Tom Brady. But short week, man. We seeing uh, we we playing these dudes. Uh, so we got to get ready quick, man. Very short week, man. Short turnaround week, man. And, and you know what? Let's keep this personal, Doc. I mean, we've seen them twice in Super Bowls. I mean, I'm not really sure the last time we actually, you know, either regular season or in the postseason beat this team. So we can keep this personal. Uh, let's let's make it personal. Uh, you know, I, I, I wish they had to fly back to New England and then fly back for this game, man, yeah. so we can have some wear and tear on the travel. But, you know, it, you know, it is what it is as far as that's concerned. But you know, it's it's another business business game that we have to approach this game, man. Because, you know, like we talked about the NFC East. Doc, look what the NFC East is doing right now. These guys are starting to gel. They're starting to yeah. get better. A lot of people are starting to write off the Patriots. So it's the same thing that's happening, man. Guys start to gel. They get that time together. They get that cohesiveness offensively, defensively, and from their special teams. And they're putting out a better product. So we got to be prepared to play. I mean. It's fortunate this week that we'll have a guy and and the Cam Akers that he's gonna be there, Doc. So when you beat your man up front, Cam's gonna be there. You can you can you can get hold of this guy and 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 uh you know make some sacks. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a challenge, and uh, I think we'll be prepared to play. And uh, you got to keep this thing rolling. And we the big brothers too, man. The Chargers, man, got dusted and mopped up, so we got to clean up their mess. And you know, Chargers, y'all having a y'all having a rough season, but I know the Rams still want that check. You got to pay that check so far, man. We let y'all, you got to pay the check. I don't, we, don't, we don't feel bad for you. We don't care how bad the season is going. Cut that check, and we, we, we'll help clean up y'all mess. But I'm looking forward to seeing how we respond on Thursday night football. But real quick, and I do want to ask you this. How big of a an adjustment, because I never played on Thursday night football, especially after playing on Sunday. Talk about how big of, you know, just how, how that, that quick turnaround, what that do, does for your body, man. Because I know I've had some games, my body didn't even respond and refresh until like a couple of days after a game. So, you know, how does this, how does this work and how did you prepare for a, a, a short week like this? Well, it's more of a mental approach because you, you, you definitely have to start your recovery after, after the Sunday night game. And uh, you probably won't get victory Monday. You probably want everyone to come in so we can start. Uh, the game planning for the Thursday night game. Uh, thank God we don't have to travel. I mean, we'll be, we'll be playing at home. So that kind of puts the pressure on the team that's traveling. But at the same time, you know, you don't do much work from a physical standpoint of going on the field. You may amp up your walkthrough a little bit, probably Tuesday evening. Uh, definitely Wednesday, you may you may uh, start to to, 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 to to bring it down a little bit. But, you know, you know we've been in a, a – uh, a pandemic. And from that process, we've been doing a lot of things virtually. So maybe some of the guys can stay home, but at the same time, man, you, 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 you employ all your uh, massage therapists, your, your, your stretch people, your yoga sessions, your, uh, your hot tub, cold tub, you have to be uh, recovered uh, probably at the, you know, by the end of the working day on Wednesday. So you can be prepared that Thursday. And, you know, you get games like this on Thursday night, they're normally, you know, eight twenty starting time, Eastern Standard Time, but at the same time, they're 5 o'clock in the evening. So you get that time to lay around and any things, any bumps and bruises that you may have, you can also have those treated that Thursday morning so you can go out and perform that night. 
Well, let's go Los Angeles Rams. Great win on Sunday. Let's keep this going. This is the kind of Rams team we want to see each and every week. This is the kind of Jared Goff we want to see each and every weekend. Hopefully, we can finish this season right now sitting in the NFC West so we're in the playoffs. Hopefully, we can hold tight. Still got to see the Seahawks again. Still, still got to see the Cardinals again. We beat them twice. We beat both of them so we can beat them again. But anyway, anything you want to add, bro, before we get out of here? That's it, man. And, you know, kind of like I said earlier, man, we, we have to develop that, you know, over-the-top throw. Uh, you know, either from the pocket or just moving the pocket. But somebody in that room, you know, that uh, Coach McVay has to be comfortable with, uh, the, you know, our blocking up front, uh, Jared Goff tossing the ball, and just who's going to be that guy to start taking the top off this defense, man. Uh, we got to exploit what, you know, you know, what defenses are showing us now. And uh, I think it's there. And uh, I'll be looking forward this, 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 this Thursday, man. It doesn't take hard. It doesn't take long to put it in and implement it. Um, just, just go out and execute it, man. Facts. Pop the top. Convertible offense. Pop the top. Sean McVay. Ramblings. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Isaac Bruce. Doc Holliday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.